never be regained. There was no one else sitting at the tables and chairs at the back of the hall. He breathed a sigh of relief and sat down, closing his eyes as he let the smell and feel of the place envelop him. He loved it here. So much potential, so much history. And he was quite certain that many of these books, if translated correctly, would change the world as they knew it today. And so could these, he thought, looking at the parchments. He smoothed them out on the table and spread them so he could see all three at once. He did not recognize much of the lettering, although some of the root formations looked vaguely familiar. What he had seen, and he was certain that Nomi had not spotted this, was that the symbols and strange lettering were contained within defined borders. There was no way of telling whether or not the pages were supposed to follow one another, or even in which order. But each page displayed one fundamental similarity. A thick vertical line dividing the page into space, taken up by writing and an area of blankness. Ramus saw this as partial proof that these pages had come from the divide and whoever had written them had acknowledged one of the elemental aspects to their existence. The cliff. One side there was life, the other side only open air. He looked at the curled figure at the bottom edge of one page, like a serpent twisted into an egg. You know what that is, Nomi had said. He had seen and read much about the sleeping gods, and though descriptions of those mysterious deities varied hugely, this was a recurring image he'd seen in a handful of texts. Usually the gods were drawn as beautiful winged creatures, not lizards or snakes. He stood and went to one of the shelves, glancing around to make sure nobody could see the parchments. A sudden sickness rumbled in his stomach, and he recognized this for what it was. Fear because as well as words and texts, he thought that much of what appeared on these parchment pages was more literal. Part of it, including the curled image of a sleeping god, seemed to be a map. The first book he chose was a heavy tome, loosely bound with twisted gut ties and covered front and back with thin wooden covers. It had no title or name, and there was no indication anywhere inside about who had written it nor when or where. Ramus guessed it was maybe five hundred years old. Some of the glyphs used were similar to several other volumes from around that time. He had referred to this book several times over the years, and there was one page in particular that had jumped into his memory. It took a while to find the page he wanted, inked on a rough sheet of layered silk grass. The image there was, as he remembered, quite similar to that on the wanderer's parchment. A curled, serpent-like creature, only this one had a larger head, several limbs and hands. Each hand had six digits, and each digit was a person. Every person was screaming. Ramus tried to read some of the glyphs around the image. He had never translated this page, though he had seen the glyphs used before and it took him a while to edge his concentration in the right direction. Fallen. One put down, he read. Down is the fallen one. 
Deep is the God that fell. All saying the same thing in differing ways. And the more he read, the more he imagined a sense of panic overwhelming the writer. There was no information here. It was more like a statement of belief, a desire that would become more real the more it was written. Every story he had read of the sleeping gods had sprouted from the solid foundation that the gods were benevolent, but extremely powerful. Some could move mountains, others were mountains themselves. Mention of a fallen god was infrequent, a myth within a myth. One of those ancient gods gone insane and fallen from grace, its wings torn from their roots, and the god itself buried deep in the land by the other sleeping gods. Those few times he had read about it, the language had been as frantic as this.